Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing really, really well and having a lovely day today, whenever it is that you're listening to this. Today, I have a wonderful guest with me who was highly requested to make a return. So I hope that you're excited to listen today. It is, of course, my wonderful friend, Imi May, who is the founder of Cake and Yoga Club. And people just really wanted to hear her again. And I'm not surprised. She is so full of wisdom and she's just such a pleasure to speak to and a pleasure to listen to. So today we go on a little bit of a deep dive onto why she started Cake and Yoga Club, its roots. And we also went into a little bit of a personal conversation. So I do like to put out a little bit of a trigger warning. We do talk a little bit about eating disorders and we kind of stay on the surface of it, but kind of understand that relationship between food and exercise. But I just think this is a really important conversation and I'm really grateful that she opened up in the way she did and was just very honest and real. So without further ado, we'll jump straight into this conversation. So I hope that this pleases your ears today. Yay! excited to see your face. I'm very excited to see your face. I've just been recording some reels. Oh yeah. I do you know what? I really want to make a reel. I saw your one that you did for like doing a yoga setup because I've not really been on Instagram recently and I went searching for your reels and I was really impressed. Oh god, that's like, so cringe. So creative. It's like a bad it's like a bad magic show <laughs> especially. <laughs> I mean that is all reels is, isn't it really? It's a bad magic show from everyone. <laughs> That is the best thing I've ever had. Look at the fingers. I'm changed. I've got something Jumped. in my hand. I've changed. Yeah, it was so <laughs> funny. And especially because it was sped up and like, because I'm smiling through it, it looks like I'm like, it's just so funny. I can't. It feels like we're back in Bebo. Bebo? Bebo. 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 It feels like we're back in those days. And you know, we're 27, but still fucking around in our bedrooms making videos. <laughs> Something did not change. Something's <laughs> never. This is not on my plan. What I want to know is, so you've recently spoken a lot on Instagram, not a lot, but you've spoken a fair amount on Instagram about sort of the relationship between food and exercise and calorie counting and demonizing different food groups. And I want to know where this has all come from, how that's been part of your life. I feel very passionate. Mm. about this because I think it's something that I haven't I didn't speak about for a really long time and it's it's been bubbling away beneath the surface for fucking like a decade Uh, yeah literally a decade now and I think I wanted to address it in a way that was really nourishing and is bit by bit going to break down that stigma and break down that like school of thought about food and diet culture um, especially when it comes to the wellness space and yoga um, and the whole like lifestyle that that can promote especially in the western world and it it kind of began I think sort of like when we were about like 17 18 um, late sixth form actually even before that it actually started going on the pill and I remember like I was just growing up and putting on a bit of weight and I remember my boobs being like and just just like growing into a woman and I 
I think my mum made a comment about something like, oh, you should size up you should get a size bigger and I remember like storming out bra or clothes clothes I was right I was trying to buy some clothes and I was trying on like the size six and size eights and before you know as a little like child Mm. that was fine and I remember storming out of the shop in tears (laughs) because like it's not anything that my mum said but I think it's just that comment of like you should get a bigger size and I don't know where that like blow up came from but it really struck a chord and I felt so upset about it. And that's when those insecurities started about weight and being big. Not, I was never, ever big growing no. up at all. But it's not that it fucking matters. But it's more the whole like very, very deep insecurity about the way your body looks and how others perceive it and how, yeah. And it's it started from there. And I think at school you some people obviously like have eating disorders and stuff and I think I've influenced quite a lot because I was always quite carefree with what I ate because there's so many influences from so many different areas yeah and I think as as girls we soak that up so much growing up and I remember someone saying to me like oh you shouldn't oh that's got loads of calories in it that's like that's really high in fat you shouldn't eat that no I wouldn't eat that and I was like, oh, really? Oh, no, like, maybe I shouldn't eat that either. And that's how it started. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat that. And it just, like, snowballed. Yeah. And I kept this so quiet. And that's, the, that's like, the issue of it. And like, I remember I ran every single day. I did Pilates every day. And I think it started because of my back. And I was trying to, like, heal that and get that better. But it also then morphed into more of, like, a... A weight loss thing yeah. as well like the running the pilates and yoga like every day stopping eating the things that I just enjoyed because of the calories and the fat content and then I started I remember going away with some of the girls who we went to Brighton for like a night out and we went to like an all-you-can-eat Chinese and this is like a really standout memory mm. because I was in there and you know when you get all hot and you feel like you're gonna have a panic attack because there was nothing in there that I could eat like obviously I could eat fucking anything yeah but you you but didn't like, want to I didn't want to and there was like this this like enormous block between processing what I was feeling and I just I I just burst into tears because there was just nothing that I could eat in there and I remember the girls and I know they probably did it out of love but they were getting so like irritated and and frustrated at me and they were like like what do you mean you can't eat anything blah 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 and it it felt like such an attack and I felt so humiliated um, and it's nothing to do with them. It's it was that internal like yeah. craziness going on, um, and no one really, I didn't think, understood that. It's it's really strange though because I think it it's such a it's a secret thing that a lot of people have gone through, mm-hmm. and it's so normal to feel that way. And I think there's there's a big problem when we're growing up that we're sort of taught from such a young age and it's it's frustrating because a lot of it is aimed at women and obviously it is also does affect men as well but I feel like there is so much aimed at women about your size and I think for you and I and I know that this I've really tried to address where my eating disorder came from as I've got older and tried to understand what caused that and I think there's a thing that you and I in our friendship group were always called like the skinny ones or we were always known as like the smallest ones or the smaller ones and then as you got older if you do put on weight 
you've kind of got this thing in your head where it's like, well, I'm not going to be the small one anymore. I have to be the small one. And it's so, it's poisonous. It's really poisonous to make, and it's not anyone's fault because it's something that's ingrained into us. I'm not blaming anyone that ever said that we were smaller, but I think it's, it's so dangerous to comment on people's weight because it's, it, it doesn't mean anything like your weight doesn't mean it defi- it doesn't define your personality it doesn't define yeah. you as a person but for some reason when we when we were younger i feel like our weight really meant a lot and yeah, it did and it's, it was oh, it's awful it isn't it so mad and i know it still happens today and i've worked so hard over literally the last decade to come out of that mm. and I do agree like commenting on someone's weight if it's like oh you're so skinny or like you don't know what they could be going through and why that is or like why they've put on a little bit of weight like you don't it's just people feel like they can comment especially with women yeah and also actually with guys increasingly I've been noticing that as well and without thinking about the impact that can make on on the person yeah and um I think at uni my because I was out of all sort of my familiar friendship groups away from my family I was still wearing like big jumpers and I was still sort of like eating like I was eating baby food but I remember trying to take baby food yeah to best of all and um being caught out because it was all in glass jars it's so funny that was a low point as well there's been so many little low points I lived with amazing people at uni and Nathan and Diogo they were like really good cooks and I think they noticed that I probably had like a little bit of a problem um, and they were like, we're going to cook for you like most nights. And they just cooked the most delicious food Aww. and it became more of like a community. Like we all came together to like eat food and to chat and it, it really started to like transform the way I felt about food again. And I was mm. starting to like shed those, I don't know, perceptions of myself and of food and calorie counting. And I deleted my fitness pal because that ruled me for so the long. most toxic app i think there is out there it frustrates oh. me so much and the fact that you can have like your friends on there so you can compete that was my that was one of my biggest enemies when i had my eating disorder that was yeah when it got to really real breaking point with that mm, awful. So awful it really is and I think for a long, long, long time, until I was in the midst of my yoga teacher training, it was still a thing looming in the background. Like I, I don't know, I I think I shed away that sort of eating disorder when I was at uni. Mm. Um, And I think I really made like good progress there with that. And then I think I still sort of thought about, oh, that's like really high in calories or whatever. Or I thought about exercise in a slightly walked way still. Yeah. And I had this like moment on my yoga mat and teach training. So you do start to connect in with yourself so much when you're doing mm. this teach training and you really dive very, very deep, which is incredible. And I never like broke down and cried and all that. Loads of people do, but yeah. I just, I'm quite... <laughs> it's quite hard to like really get in me <laughs> it's hard it's so hard like it's so hard to like make me cry and I wish it was easier I wish I could feel like so much more yeah but I remember just like moving and one of my friends on yoga training um pulled out a card for me I think it was like a tarot card or something like that and I can't remember exactly what it was but it 
he said something like you're still thinking about like basically like the way you look and how this is going to make you more like attractive and things like that Mm. and you part of you is still in that space and I was just like that's really interesting and as we were moving through the teacher training I started to really change the way I felt about my body I felt in so much respect for it and it almost felt like I was yeah friends with my body again and Mm. like moving and getting stronger wasn't anything to do with having like abs or not or like whatever that goal would be it just meant nothing to me anymore and it was all about like finding space for myself and feeling strong and being able to do things with my body that I didn't be I wasn't able to do before and I I don't know I just that was a real pivotal moment for me and I started to think about how much I've always loved baking and eating cake like since I was really really young it's always been such a passion of mine and it all just like reignited and it's never really gone the baking part has never gone no I was never like binging on cake at all it was just a creative outlet that I really enjoyed and I liked giving cake to my friends but yeah that's that's kind of how I've got to where I am is because since Stone's teacher training, I was teaching so many classes every week across London. And there was quite triggering moments teaching in those studios, especially like the sort of like more uh, posh, affluent areas, affluent yeah. studios. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Get, yeah, students coming in like all prim and proper in their little like gym gear, being like, oh, so how many calories do you burn? in this yoga class or like what what sort of things would you do for weight loss like how do I do this and I just found it so like I got so sick and tired of it because for me that is not what the practice of yoga represents at all I think this is the problem with exercise and I think it's something that it I think almost everyone goes to with exercise because I guess it's your brain just does that as human nature but I know when I have always done exercise in the beginning, it was always about how many calories I'm burning, this, this, and this. And I remember I, I was seeing this guy and it was it was quite deep into my eating disorder where it was almost like orthorexia, like I worked out far too much. And I'd spend hours on a bike in the gym. And he said to me, what distance? Like, what's your personal best on your distance? And I was like, oh, I don't know, but I burned 800 calories is my most that I've burnt in the session. He was like, why is that your focus? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, do, don't you go to the gym to push yourself to beat your last record and I'm like yeah of my calories and he's like I feel like you're not doing it right and at at the time I kind of was like well I am doing it right that's how I want to do it and it really frustrated me and I I suddenly realized I was like why why am I so focused on that and it was so you know making sure that I wasn't eating as many calories as I was burning which you know we won't go into but it was very much like that and then when I started doing yoga a while ago because I've only really started probably getting into yoga this year but I used to sort of dip in and out of it go to classes here and there and at the beginning it was really like I'd leave the class and be like I don't feel like I just worked out like I don't feel sweaty and I I didn't feel very accomplished and it's because I wasn't in the headspace that I am now like back then it was all about how many calories I'm going to burn am I going to look skinnier after this is my body going to be like goals you know like how I see on Instagram and then you know this year when I got into yoga it was very much like I'm doing it for inner peace I'm doing it for flexibility I'm doing it just to you know challenge myself and then it was the press you know what I can't remember what it's called you know when you go into Cobra but you lower yourself down. Chaturanga. Chaturanga, yeah. I am so impressed with the strength in my arms now because I've never had strength. And when I first did it and got down and was like pausing in that press up, I was like, oh my God, 
Maybe I can't believe my body can do this. Yeah, it's those moments of like feeling so proud of yourself. Mm. And yeah, I think it's probably the, the sort of growth of Cake and Yoga Club came from just little bit by bit, like mm. little stacking of occasions where people would say something or I'd made, make an observation of how people behaved around food and what they commented about, like food, like, you know, mm. and calories. And I, I've been where you were describing with like just focusing mainly on the calorie burn and like really like looking for that. And that yeah. was my main goal. And I, I just, I'm so proud of myself for moving away from that and mm. for being in the place I am now. And I just, all I want is to try and help and enable people to get there as well with you know continuing to find balance of course not I don't always just eat cake like yeah. I, I have very like balanced out because I enjoy it and mm. I don't eat things that I don't enjoy anymore like I, I don't know it's interesting to reflect on like where all of this has come from and I, I think it has just been a very steady accumulation of thought that has brought me to this place where I'm like do you know what I really want to open up a space where people can find the love for the practice of yoga and just being with themselves like with the art of TLC yeah and changing the conversation about the things that really bring us happiness and that's not just eating cake it's the baking of it it's the coming together mm. it's the sharing it's the sort of ease of talking to people that at a usual yoga class you just wouldn't speak to because it's a bit like it's very clinical you go to your you do your practice you leave and you go about the rest of your day and it can be a lonely place like it's lonely it's the city is lonely being an adult can be lonely and I think the more we talk to each other the more we realize that we're all quite similar we all go through similar ups and downs especially when it comes to food and exercise and how we feel about that and how we what we perceive as being a yogi uh, or not I, I like to observe who comes to cake and yoga club because a lot of the time it's not those people who come to my classes in central London or Chelsea it's it's a total different mix of people and I love that because I like to think that they come to cake and yoga club because they feel comfortable they feel yeah welcome and which they are and which is why I do what I do like that's this my goal. is this is why I think what you're doing is so important because I think in a world where there is so much diversity, we sometimes, we can go to these things and feel like such an outsider. Like I know any class I've ever been to, I always feel like there's a click that go there and then you kind of feel left out. And if, cause I've always said like, when people have said, how do I make friends? I've always said, for some reason, I always say go to a yoga class, but in like <laughs> actuality, a lot of the time when you go to a yoga class, you don't necessarily fit in. I think sometimes yoga classes, you're so in your ego that you're competing with everyone around you like I think I've I've made that mistake before and I've pushed my body to places it it shouldn't be going and I've tried too hard because I'm worried that other people in the class go oh she's not as flexible as me and so I I don't I wouldn't do that if I went into a class now because I've got to that state inside myself where I might I don't have to prove to anyone else what I can and can't do this is my practice for me and whatever I feel I can do I can do which I, I think when you're starting stuff like that it's really difficult but I feel like you're your cake and yoga club is so much more there's no it doesn't feel like there's an ego in there at all it just feels like such a safe space it feels like a comfortable place where you can make real connections which I think we've all established through lockdown is all we really want like all we want is communication and connection with other humans and you've kind of nailed that on the head and married two of your favorite things and two things that on paper don't go together 
because everyone's, you know, decided cake shouldn't be going on with exercise because then you're undoing all that hard work, which is a complete bullshit idea. And you're just challenging all of that and being like, you know what, guys, that's not a fucking thing. Eat your uh, eat your yoga. Eat your cake. Eat your ego. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, it's like eat what you want to eat. Do this lovely class and make some really nice friends that are gonna last. I don't know. It's just that's the thing. It's like you just that is the beautiful thing about the club is is just people come together. We practice. Everyone feels like safe and they can fall over and they can just be in child's pose if they want to or or whatever they want to do, I I make a point of always saying throughout every single class, I'm like, don't don't give a shit, don't worry about what anyone is doing either side of you on their mats. Like, this is their practice, and if you do notice that coming in, it's completely normal. It's just your ego saying, oh, you should definitely do that yeah. modification because um, if you don't do that, then that means you're kind of bad at yoga, and it, it's just like so far from the truth, actually. You're, you're perhaps a better yogi if you don't do that and if you just mm. listen to yourself and think actually do you know what I don't want to do that next vinyasa I just want to be in child's pose right now and that's cool and that's what I want people to take away from from the club and also afterwards people have started to make friends with each other and they'll share recipes and then the next oh. week someone comes on and they're like oh did you try that recipe it's like yeah I tried it I gave it to my housemates they loved it and it's like oh that's why that's like that's literally it and I love observing that because it just really makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside but I have explained cake and yoga club to people and they've been like oh that's so funny it's like one step forward and two steps back and it's like well you're just not my person yeah don't come (laughs) yeah and I think I'm trying to put across all this ethos like I want it to be a positive non-triggering space to be Mm. and it can be difficult when it comes to food and exercise and that kind of thing because everyone most people have their own very very personal individual experience with that Mm. or maybe they don't but a lot of people seem to in some respect and I just want to hold space for those people to try to unlearn some stuff and unpack some stuff and navigate their way I don't know in a different direction from how a lot of people still speak about yoga exercise cake anything that makes us feel happy um, and connected to each other so yeah oh no I think it's absolutely amazing I think in a way it's like therapy for anyone that goes because like you said like I think everyone has some sort of bad relationship with food in any way that is and it's all to do with how society has made us like we've all got these internal ideas of what food is what exercise is and that's not come from nowhere that's come from teachings that are really outdated and what you're doing is undoing that and trying to reset it and anyone who does say you know the one step forward two steps back they're just not at that point yet you know if they maybe gave it a go you know they'd probably start changing and realizing that how important it is to marry the two mm-hmm. but you know it's you have to yeah. get there in your own time it's not it's not going to be something that you just stumble upon and suddenly you're like yeah no this is exactly where I am like I feel like your your mindset I don't know your headspace has to be in the right place and you have to come Mm. to that conclusion inside you that you don't want to have this this anymore yeah completely I think you've just got to open up open up yourself like you know I want it to be a real open like welcoming hug so when Mm. you are ready or like 
however you want to be you can come at it and that's okay like whatever perspective you have it's okay and you can just explore in your own time and I don't want to take away from people who are achieving personal goals because that's incredible like yeah you know if you're working towards something that's awesome it's it's kind of taking the practice in a way that you would like to take it but it's it's just moving away from expecting ourselves to be a certain shape or look a certain way and I think when you see the practice of yoga like an adventure like you're always learning about yourself you Mm. can feel so impressed at yourself with like the chaturanga or like anything and that's so that's so small I mean it's huge but it's like those people like I just want to be able to do a handstand or things like that and it's like well that's a very very small fraction of the practice and you really notice the change in the little nuances of like how you feel as you practice your like physical asana and actually the yoga is far beyond your practice physically on the mat it's in every single aspect of your life and I feel like I fucking harp on about that all the time but um, I think a lot of people don't they don't understand that and so I'm trying to also like kind of put the roots down for that as well um, it's yeah it's hard sometimes with yoga because I think yoga that I, I know a lot of boys and I know Chris and I know they kind of say like I mean I do need to stretch but I don't really want to do yoga or they're like oh, I just I just think yoga is not really for me but I think it's like how would you describe it because I find it so hard to tell people how important yoga is because it isn't just a stretching there's so much more to it like you say you take it in everyday life and I feel like it's one of the most important things that you can incorporate into your daily routine even if it's just for 10 minutes Oh my gosh, of course. It's it's like a it's like a really nice check-in with yourself. And I think it gets it gets you focused for the day and for yourself and to really notice how you feel that day. So sometimes we wake up, we feel really jittery and anxious, especially a lot like in 2020, we yeah. were just feeling really uncertain. Or maybe we're feeling really great that day, but just taking out 10 to 15 minutes or however long you want to you could just be sat with yourself, you could be moving through quite a sort of powerful flow and you get the blood pumping and move and it just gives you that time to really like sit with that whatever that is Mm. you're not trying to fight against it you're just sort of being there and then when you come to the end of that physical practice you just you can find a lot more clarity and I took Matt to a yoga class in Bali when we went because he was like I'm going to come with you to a yoga class and we went and I specifically did like a quite a powerful one and he was next to me on the mat and he was just like drenched in sweat like huffing and puffing and like he just and he loved it he was just like I just I didn't realize that could be yoga you know I thought it was just like a couple of stretches nice and easy but and of course it can be like that and mm-hmm. if you would like that then that's perfect but so much of the time it's it's hard it's hard work and yeah. that's amazing because you really start to notice your ego when you find things difficult like where does your mind go is it saying oh no I'm like really rubbish at this or like maybe I should try and do that is it is it always at you or can you feel like really at ease in a certain posture that you find physically quite hard can you yeah. relax can you breathe? Can you keep on breathing? It's connecting in with all of these different workings of your body. And that it's quite a complex practice in that way. It's not just like going for a jog. It, no. It challenges you. It challenges your your mind. I, do, I think there is a lot to be said about yoga. And I think I've been doing so since 2020 begun. Well, about three months in from March, I started kind of really focusing on yoga. And in the last month, I've really started focusing on meditation. And obviously the two go hand in hand. And I think it's 
really opened my mind to a lot about my like I, I feel like I'm learning so much about myself that I didn't know before and I feel like my mind is opening and I feel mm. like there's there's parts of me that I'm starting to find that I didn't know even existed and I just think I, I just I really want to shout it from the rooftops and be like this is something that you you have to like not you should you have to incorporate into your day because it just it does it does do so much for you like the, the times when I get really really stressed over like at the moment I've, I've found that there's really stressful things happening in my life but I'm reacting to them really really different now because I just feel like there's been a shift and I'm not getting angry at things that normally I'd feel a little bit angry at and like when I'm behind a really slow cyclist and they're not sort of you know there's an area that they could move into so I could get past I'll just be like you know they're doing them that's what they want to do I'm I'm actually a hindrance to them as much as they're a hindrance to me so you know I've thought of it from a different point of view now rather than being like oh this is my road I'm the driver get out my way I'm rather being like well we're both on this road you know I'll just go a little bit slower for another few minutes and then I can overtake you and we'll both get on with our day and I just, I think that is, I'm really putting that down to yoga and meditation because I would not have been like that last year at all. It's just like checking with yourself that like you really have to check yourself. And I noticed that a lot, especially in London when you're like before COVID times, you're sort of like on your way to different classes and there's someone walking in front of you. It's always a classic. They're like really slow and you're like trying to rush and you're like, why am I rushing? Like, mm. let's just slow things down like I don't need to be rushing right now you really start to ask yourself these questions internally yeah and it's made me so much more patient like I used to suffer quite badly with anxiety and I try to be really open about that and I think I've, I've managed to sort of put that out there as an mm. understanding because I really I had so many panic attacks it was so regular in my early 20s and I don't really know how that all begun but I just couldn't cope with it I just found it really really difficult to not be living in a constant state of being right on the edge of having a panic attack and it was really difficult but I found through yoga that's really really helped me process those sort of fast thoughts that I used to yeah. kind of spin around my mind in a constant like carousel and now I haven't had a panic attack for about two and a half years really which is like insane because I used to have them so much and now when I feel that like bubbling of feeling a little bit overwhelmed you know and you can just feel it coming mm. up inside of you and I know I've kind of invited in little things into my day that really helped me just find that calm and find perspective like I know when I'm far away from my yoga practice like I know when I've just been scrolling for way too long or mm-hmm. I've been like indulging in something for way too long and I just need to come back to the roots need to come on like roll out my mat and I just need to move and that can be a really slow and restorative or you could just be like right I just need to like get into a really quite complex creative flow just to find space for myself and to sort of have a moving meditation and it's it's inviting in those little moments that really makes the world of difference so I yeah I would also recommend everyone try it even just a tiny bit a day it just it does just change so much and going back to talking about anxiety I think obviously you touched on the fact that you're quite open with that and I think it's so important to share that and how have have you found that you've got much of a response from sharing kind of any mental health things you've been through online because I think I think we're all I think 
a while ago, we were a little bit scared to open up and admit that we were maybe going through something challenging our mental health or, you know, something that just got us in a real sticky situation or just feeling really low. Because I know Instagram used to be a place where it was like, I just want to show my best self. And I think more and more now people are really opening up to being like, look, I had a really bad day today. I've not been feeling myself. This is what's gone wrong. This is how I'm feeling. And it's okay. And I mean, how have you found sharing stuff like that? Because I mean, seeing it is so inspiring. Uh, Yeah, I think I've had a lot of responses and people coming sort of coming out to say that they also feel the same way or they have Mm -hmm. done in the past. And it's also created an open space for people to share. Like I have the Cake and Yoga Club Chronicle and people have shared about their ways of dealing with their anxiety or and like how yoga has helped them or like whatever. And I think I wanted to create a platform where people could, like the community of Cake and Yoga Club could also open up and share mm. as well. And I just, I think it's so important, even though it, the club is a space for positivity and the ethos is all about sort of like having a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. I it's just like anything else like our our brains go through like good health and poor health and it just sort of goes like this and we forget sometimes that it doesn't make you a sad and like negative person if you have an anxious day or an anxious mm-hmm. period it's it's so normal and I've there's so many people very very close to me that have gone through like the really dark times and I know that if that's the case for me, it's the case with so many people. Maybe you're going through something, maybe someone you love is. Mm. And I want a place like Instagram, which can be so toxic for people to become a place of like openness and welcoming and making people feel okay if they're not feeling good and that they can reach out if they would like to and they can have a chat yeah it's really difficult because you just want to you just want to be there for people to come and like I don't know what I'm saying well it's (laughs) you know you're like I just I just I just I want this I just I think it's it's really strange like when you really think about it how we've like decided that we're not like the the most attractive way to be is to have no emotions and to have only happiness and not to feel anything negative and like life's just amazing and it's so unrealistic and it's so unachievable because even the happiest person in the world has down times like unfortunately every single feeling you have is temporary and whether that is temporary for a month whether that's temporary for a day like maybe a year five years it is temporary and that's not saying that you won't get it back and that that you know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, like if you're happy, it's a temporary feeling. Something's going to make you feel anxious or upset or angry or jealous. That's all you're, you're always going to change your state because we are human beings experiencing things every single day. And when social media becomes that place where we're completely unrealistic and only put out the good stuff and only show people the good stuff, when you consume that, you get this unrealistic expectation that you should be seeing that too. You should only be seeing happiness. You should only be seeing wins in life. And if you're not, then it's it's because your life is terrible and you're destined for bad things. And this, what's the point? And that's when I think it's really dangerous because it just the the best thing you can do on social media is be open, honest, and authentic. Because one, it's way more relatable. People will actually prefer following you because it's honest. And it's so much better for your own mental health because when you start faking how you're feeling all the time or or kind of just showing the best bits, you even start to convince yourself that your life doesn't 
compared to what you expect it to be because what you're putting out is an expectation of your life you're not putting out reality and then when you start just seeing your expectation you think my life fucking sucks Mm. I feel really shit and then you look at everyone else and you go I feel even more shit it's just a spiral that's the spiral Mm. like what you've just said is the thought process of so many people and you know we're I I guess a little bit older we've been around what before this time so I feel like it's sometimes easier but I know so many younger people sort of coming through this um and it's so difficult to sort of see reality and your Instagram is like two separate things like it's it's mad and I I think we all have a responsibility to create this like foundation for somewhere that is not so toxic and for both ourselves and the other people and I want people to take something positive away from what we offer on Instagram online so I've just been um, trying to think of ways I can encourage people to get off their phones yeah so when they're scrolling hopefully they stop and it can give them that little like mental jog you know and you just you've got your phone out to like check one message and then like 20 minutes later you haven't even checked that message you've just been scrolling through bloody Instagram and I think I I'm trying to figure out ways in which I can like jog people so they can be like oh shit yeah I have been scrolling for like ages I need to get off my phone and go make myself a cup of tea it's it's figuring out how to find I don't know help people find that balance in an effective way because obviously at this current time we can't really do in-person events very easily so we are on Instagram a lot which is both great and also negative because ideally I don't want people to just be consuming us via their screens and their phones but it's it's trying to find a good balance of how to do that but in a nourishing way that Mm -hmm. benefits people rather than drains them even further so it is all about the art of TLC isn't it really like Mm -hmm. spending time off your phone spending time off screens and just being present is very much TLC for yourself and I want to talk a little bit more about TLC and what you find helps you and what you would suggest to other people and why you think it's important oh yeah um so I think it means different things for everyone and a lot of the time the reason I say TLC rather than like self-care I think Mm. is there's such a um, perception about self-care which equals like baths and bubbles yeah. and blah 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 and it's all very like <laughs> fluffy yeah baths and bubbles and um, which to be fair like sometimes that is just all what you need, need. Yeah. you just need to soak and enjoy but TLC can mean so much um, and I, I think for me personally the art of TLC is like a process of like learning what makes you feel good and that changes in the seasons it changes what you're going through so for me I think right now it's all about trying to get out of the house at least once a day mm-hmm. um, and find your nearest green space or space of like nature and just indulging in that for a minute and I think for me that gives me such a good reset and that makes mm-hmm. me sort of feel a lot more calm especially if we've been cooped up a lot recently on our phone 
phones a lot is just like not even touching my phone for a bit like at least a few hours is that is amazing TLC for me because I just don't feel like I'm constantly glued to it or glued to any any form of screen so it's that I try and get outdoors like as soon as I wake up like the moment I wake up open my eyes I try and roll out of bed put the kettle on leave my phone downstairs and I've got this little terrace and I like to go out there first thing in the morning even when it's like really grim and dark because now we're getting into winter it was so nice Mm -hmm. in the summer because the sun was coming up and it was really lovely but that like rush of fresh air and the coldness holding your cup of tea and I sort of have my meditation there so my meditation is when my tea is still hot and I sort of like hold it and I meditate just close my eyes and just like take in what's around me and really focus on my breath until it gets to drinking temperature that's how I measure my meditation it's really weird (laughs) I haven't really shared that before but like because I don't I'm not very good at sitting for like 20 minutes and sort of like really being there sometimes I can but a lot of the time I can't do it so like waiting for my drink to cool down then drinking it in a mindful way without sort of simultaneously scrolling my phone is what I really love to do for a bit of morning TLC and that sets me up for the day also oh god there's so many so it's like getting outdoors once a day for your like nature walk or whatever that is having a moment in the morning of like fresh air and like time to breathe time to meditate or whatever you want to do maybe you want to journal maybe you want to write some mm-hmm. stuff down you want to write your script for the day which is quite fun I think I think I you love, told me yeah. about script I loved it in scripting yeah yeah scripting I'm even recording a voice note and I know this all seems like what that's crazy but I think it's not because it's a way of manifesting it's a way of um, Mm. planting the seed in your brain to help you get on that level where you're like okay cool I I can do this and you treat yourself like you're your best mate yeah and I also like you want to nourish yourself in as many ways as you can I always see myself like my my best friend so I'll like make a cup of tea like for me or like, I'll make yeah. something really delicious for lunch it's because I'm trying to like give myself the best thing that I can mm. um with what I have what tools I have at the time and it doesn't need to be anything fancy you don't need to spend loads of money to give yourself those moments of TLC like all you need is you and what you have around you like immediately that's um, poetic that that's yeah. really lovely <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it changes for everyone so your TLC might look totally different like mm. maybe you need to go and bloody like do boxing for 45 yeah. minutes and really get it out maybe you want to like play your games for a bit like maybe that's your TLC maybe you need to go and have like a really nice big glass of red wine with all of your friends and have a really maybe good not first thing in the morning maybe not first thing in the morning yeah <laughs> but maybe like that is like being around people that's how you charge up so you yeah. want to like get on a call with your best friend and have a like that's good for anyone but mm. I think community always comes into that as well and connecting with other people so if you are feeling really low mood and feeling yeah. really anxious then just send one of your best mates a, a text and get on the phone and just like have a laugh and that yeah. always really helps oh yeah. I love that I do I think you're right I think TLC comes in so many different forms like everyone has different interests at the end of the day and for you waking up and going into meditation outside could be so far from someone else's idea of enjoyment like I know many people that would be like I I just don't I don't think I'd enjoy that no but- no I, like oh my god like it's not that yeah it's like for me it's something very like I don't know what it is but yeah. I, it just resonates it, with me yeah it's grounding for me but for some others I know for a fact 
that their TLC might be like, I'm going to turn off all of my alarms and I'm going to let myself sleep until I naturally want to wake up. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, I'm not going to feel any form of guilt about yeah, it. Which is really hard to do. Which is so hard because yeah. we're, so, we're so wired to think like, I need to be up, busy, I busy, need to be busy. productive, mm. like, I'm going to be so productive. And it's like, actually, sometimes you need to be, to tell yourself, mm-hmm. I am not going to feel guilty turning my alarm off and just sleeping and resting until I need to get up and honestly I can't even get my head around how hard that is because I've had so many days Mm. recently where I'm really really busy at the moment I feel like I've got a lot on and my days off I'm usually spending doing a lot of things which it it could be helped but it also couldn't because my passion projects are very important to me unfortunately and if I didn't have another job then I would be doing my passion projects and I would have a day off but when I do have that day where I can literally go right you know what I actually there's nothing that immediately has to be done today it can be left until tomorrow I sometimes go right I'm I'm not going to set an alarm and then I do set an alarm and then when I lie in bed longer than 8 30 I I get really like oh, no I should be up now I should do something and it's really hard to turn off the inner monologue that's like you should be up you should be doing this by this point yesterday you had done this this and this and it's like oh my god just shut up and just let it's, me just lie here yeah it's always going on at you but then mm. I feel like some people you your TLC is is doing those passion projects because yeah. that like you're such a creative person that you want to be expressing that creativity. You mm. want to be like doing things and that makes you feel so good. And you, that, that's what gives you that rush of like endorphins it is, yeah. is recording your podcast is like editing and really getting into it. And that's, that's always been the case of you since you were young. Like it's always sparked that excitement in you. Mm. Um, so I think that's, that's the thing. It's, it's noticing what you enjoy and rolling with that and not feeling any guilt about what that is. Yeah, no, that is very, very true. And I think going back to having you talking, a wank, have, I was, I was going to say earlier, no, no, I actually was going to say though that is for some people that is TLC for some people that is TLC yeah and actually like let's not let's not like you know tiptoe around the edge of it because like, that's another thing people don't speak about and I think ever for some people love yourself yeah you, know? that is you don't need anyone else no. so I think yeah it's just like noticing what that is whatever that is it's cool it's cool and Go do that it. all day if you need to like you yeah. know <laughs> that's your thing that's your time and there's nothing wrong with that I'm all no. for it yeah I think especially with women there's so much like taboo oh, just stigma taboo yeah it's so much it. taboo yeah it's so mad what, isn't it yeah do what you want so that's I think TLC is very very varied um, very very varied I want to go back to what you were saying about meditation because I think that meditation gets a bad rep as well because I think everybody has this idea that hasn't done it before or has maybe not done it very much and given up at the first hurdle because it, it is really hard to silence yourself but that's not the point of it it's the point is to be as present as you can in the moment and to notice where your mind drifts and then bring yourself back to where you are and your home base And I think meditation looks different for every single person as well. I think some people can sit in a room and they can do, um, like my friend Claudia, she does the TM meditation where you've just got the mantra and that works for for her, that works for a lot of people. Other people, they won't be able to kind of get their head around around that or maybe focus on that so they need guided or like you, you find it easier just focusing on outside noise while holding your cup of tea and being very mindful. And I think that's the thing, like it comes in many shapes and 
sizes and different forms but meditation is actually really really simple and can be done in anything even if it's like playing a game you can do it can't Mm. you you can be just very present yeah yeah I think meditation that everyone has like when when you think of the word meditation (laughs) what comes into your mind what comes into your mind you think someone sat there going like um like nothing's in my mind and that loads of incense sticks yeah and I think that's sort of the classic image we have um and it looks so different for everybody like for some people just can't sit still and that's okay um unless you are sort of very much like you've been training with your meditation for a long long time then you might get more comfortable with sitting yeah um and that's all good but it can be going for a cycle because you're concentrate you're only concentrating on the road and what's around you Mm -hmm. and you're not on your phone so it's that kind of focus of the mind which creates that meditation you're doing the same thing same with running it's like the sort of repeated motion of running and swimming yeah like moving meditation is a real thing that you get into that rhythmic sort of flow state yeah which allows your mind to settle there's not other sort of external things coming in constantly so if someone is like I don't want to sit there but I do want to go for a run and like not listening to any sort of music or podcast just like listening to your breath and yeah. keep on going you can even go for a walk or it could be like a still point meditation where you're watching something so you, you taught me about the the candle candle watching the candle flame um and you just find that focus on something which can be really lovely so i think it's building what you want from your meditation mm-hmm. like is it that you just want to be still that day then that's fine maybe do a still point maybe you're just focusing on your breath maybe you do find that mantra if that's something that you want to just be repeating in your head or perhaps you want to head into the outdoors and go for a run or whatever you want to do dancing even is like a really lovely way to have that meditation experience anything that creates space in your mind yeah it's it doesn't have to be that you like transcend into enlightenment it's just it's being in the moment like i notice now now i've started getting into meditation when i go for a drive like a lot of the time it's really i really hate to admit this and i know i'm not the in this but sometimes I can be driving and I've gone from point A to point B and I've gone how did I get here Mm. because I've zoned out so not that I've zoned out but my head's been in so many different places thinking about so many different things I've not paid like obviously I've paid attention to the road I've not been uncareful but my awareness isn't where it should be whereas Mm. now if if I'm driving and my mind starts to drift I will notice and I'll be like head in the game you're driving and it's the same with listening to music sometimes I can listen like say I'm listening to a song I absolutely love I'll be listening to it and I've, my mind's probably wandered as I'm listening to it so I've put it back to the beginning and I do this so much I've done that like, so many times I didn't give myself yeah well. yeah and I'm like I didn't pay attention enough to what was happening and I've missed that I'm gonna have to go back it's and interesting it's how mindless we can be yeah. um in times where like I've done it with podcasts where I've been like distracted by something or my mind's been somewhere else and I'm like oh I haven't concentrated for the last like minute and then I rewind it and then I bloody do it again and it's crazy and that's when you know that you're far away from your practice and you need to just be like okay cool like what's going on yeah Uh, I need to like come back to the present moment and I think doing that regularly throughout the day is so good just to Mm -hmm. like notice where you are like work through the senses the five senses um and once you've worked your way through those you start to just feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more calm your mind comes back into that like focus point 
um which is really helpful i think it's 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 important i think that's when it's important to use those senses so like i don't know reading a book or listening to music you you notice it even more so and i think that's important to do stuff like that every day like at the moment i'll read once a day and i do it with music do it with books like i'll read the same page over and over i'll listen to the same piece of music over and over the same podcast over and over until i realize i have to focus and it's Mm. just it's hard i've done it since school i've always done it and i think everyone's always done it i remember at school you used to read books and my mind would be like oh i wonder i wonder what jamie's doing today and if jamie fancies me and then it's like oh my god i'm not reading where i am (laughs) 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 jamie's Was there anyone at school called Jamie? Jamie Ike. Oh, Jamie Ike and Jamie Furmage. If you're listening, hey boys. Hey boys. Actually, Jamie Jamie was my middle school boyfriend, like year five. Jamie who? Jamie Ike. So, mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie at 3D. Oh my God, that is so bad. He was my first ever boyfriend. I think he either went out with you first or me first and then broke up with... Well, he broke up with me because I was I broke up with him. Yeah, he broke up with me because I... Oh, just, he knew I didn't like him. That is so funny. Oh my God. Our childhood, man. So many golden moments from our childhood, honestly. It's so funny. Daddy, like, I love it. Growing up, how uncomfortable you are as yourself as well. Yeah, it's really, it's mad. And I, I'm so thankful to have hopefully come to like the end, the end of that. And now I'm just like, do you know what? This is me. Yeah, I think there's something really nice when you get to that point where you're like, I actually really like who I am. It's like, you know, I've... I've gone through some really horrible stages in my life where I don't think I've been the like the truest version of myself and I've tried so hard to be someone else and I I think I always think back to my time in Australia and it makes me want to throw up no but I was was not myself it was a growth point for you and Mm -hmm. you learn things about yourself through these stages and you kind of have to go through them in order to like get closer to who you really are and I I think it's it's just different chapters and we have to go through them in order to get to where we are today we do Um, and I think it's important as well like I I'm really glad that I can come to a point where I can reflect on the different people I've been because I think not that I've been different people but I think like when I was younger I think I was so influenced by people around me and I was so lost in trauma and there was a lot of things I never addressed and I felt very unwanted and unworthy a lot when I was younger and I think as I've got older I've really not felt that anymore anymore I feel like I've got to that point where I'm like I'm I'm not unworthy of anything like no more so than someone else like we're all worthy of a lot we're all human beings and like when you really really think about you as a person like how much of it's so cringy but how much of a miracle you are it's pretty insane mm, like everyone yeah is. and I think deep down like I know everyone's sort of riding different waves if you know what I mean like everyone's on a different path but deep down we all need the same things like we we all need sort of like stability security everyone needs love everyone needs community and even like we compare ourselves so much but really we are all so similar yeah um and I think everyone is such a miracle and I think everyone is also worthy and it's so difficult to recognize that sometimes because you everyone's always like oh I'm just not good enough blah 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 and you are deserving of like so much good stuff and like all of the good things in the world like everybody is deserving of that um and it's so difficult to get that in our minds sometimes and that's what happens when we're so far away like 
mentally in terms of like maybe it's social media maybe it's when we speak to a group of people that maybe are toxic to us you come away from it thinking like I'm just not good enough I'm never gonna make it and all of that and it's when you get to that mental space you've got to have a check-in and be like okay let's come coming from where's it coming from like let's strip it back to the foundations let's really you know take that simplicity back of how amazing it is to honestly just to be alive yeah like it's amazing it's a privilege it's such a privilege to be here and I think we always forget as well like you woke up this morning yeah some people didn't you know some people didn't you know I think it's it's noticing how like you never think about how amazing it feels to feel good until you don't yeah like until you you I don't know something's happened and you haven't got the use of like one of your hands or like anything like that you never realize or when you're poorly you're like oh I just want to feel good again I want to feel like well and you don't think about that until the time is when you're like oh gosh you're like yearning for something that you don't have anymore Mm. and so I'm trying to make a point these days of you know when you you have those days so you're like not honestly like nothing's wrong with me today I feel really good like my physically I feel good mentally I feel good and just to take like a little snapshot and be like recognize this moment of like yeah feeling great like how does this feel like and remember that yeah because we don't have the gratitude for the simplicity of just feeling good we take it for granted I think that is all down to everything that's thrown on us every single day I think it's hard to remember to feel all of those things because there's so much there's so many things ran down your throat where you feel like you haven't had enough for someone else like I think there's a a thing that we can all get into our heads where we feel like everyone else is the chosen one and we're not like there's 10 people in this world that are the chosen ones and they're the ones you know that get the best things and they're the only ones that will succeed and I mean there's definitely more than 10 if that is the case but it's, (laughs) it's it's definitely not it's all down to your mindset and how you feel about things and I think when you can get to a a place where you recognize that all we need are the very simple things and those are the things that you should be grateful for and everything else is a blessing Mm. get to a point of enlightenment where you're like do you know what life's really good like even though I've got some shit things happening and maybe today I feel really anxious life's still really good I'm still here and I've got roof over my head I've got a bed to sleep in that's comfortable I've got family or I've got friends or you know I've got I've got my phone like I have had this phone for four years and I've not updated it yet and I don't actually feel the need to because I'm like it's it does what it needs to do do you know what I mean I don't need a new phone that one's gonna die soon but exactly you don't you've got to think like right in sort of every moment like right in this very single moment things are fine right now like and that's the sort of art of living in the present moment is just always thinking like right now things are good Mm. and then the next moment things are probably going to be good as well because our mind is always in a state of thinking like what happened earlier today which doesn't exist which has just gone now that's gone um and what we think might happen tonight or tomorrow or next week or next year um and i think 2020 with all of the turbulence that it's served us has taught us that we really can't live in anywhere but right in this single moment is nothing in the future is guaranteed for us and i think that's really important to like hammer that home and i know it can seem like morbid or like you don't want to think like that because i I love i love dreaming i love thinking of the big picture and like it doesn't mean that you can't do that no but it's reminding 
reminding you that like just think about right now in this very single moment like how do you feel Mm -hmm. and if that's good then amazing if that's not good then you can do something about that right now like it doesn't matter what happened before who you were before no and like now if you've done shit stuff in your past and you feel really icky about it that isn't you anymore and like one if you feel icky about it that's definitely not you anymore because you're recognizing it and I think you have to always remember the past is in the past and you can't change anything in the past all you can do is change right now and just work on right now and yeah I just think it's gross it's if you reflect on that and you're like oh it makes me feel weird then that's a sign of growth that's a Mm. sign of like you've moved on from from that specific chapter in your life like I've definitely reflected back and thought like why did I value that or why did I do those things and it's like it's it's all good that that is the beauty of life is that you can just like evolve yourself mm-hmm. over time that's just what happens it's like when you were younger and someone's like oh you oh she's changed or you've changed it's like well yeah of course like, yeah that's what happens we don't just say stay the same person like mm-hmm. and I'm such an advocate for like trying to sort of inspire that like inner child and I really think that's so powerful and like the curiosity and the learning and like we're always striving to evolve we're always striving to learn more about ourselves and about like the people around us Mm -hmm. oh that was just such a breath of fresh air honestly thank you so much Amy for that conversation what a absolute pleasure and thank you so much again for just being so raw and open I think that you are helping so many people and what you're doing is just so wonderful and Imi of course is running Cake and Yoga Club there is a membership that you can sign up to and you can get all that good stuff that she spoke about in today's conversation and I would highly highly recommend if you go onto her Instagram Cake and Yoga Club and you click on the link tree you'll be able to find all the details on how to subscribe and become a member and yeah I just I think she will make such a huge difference in your life and I just I 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend she's just a wonderful human being but I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation today as much as I enjoyed having this conversation as always if you are enjoying listening to this podcast it would mean the absolute world to me if you could rate and review us and let us know what you think because it's so so helpful to me I'm also just so grateful for all of you that have taken the time to listen to these podcasts give me feedback and just support me it truly is just very heartwarming we'll speak to you all next week for another episode of conversation time <laughs>